Good morning and welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, your daily dose of open source comedy straight from the IT trenches. Whether you're a guru or you're just starting your career, this is quickly going to become your favorite meeting of the day. We hope to provide an opportunity for IT professionals to share experiences, learn, and laugh. My name is Jerry Black, and with me today is my fellow misfit, Tim Stevens. It's the end of the week. We're going to talk about the uh, imposter syndrome. I don't even want to know what that's supposed to be. Uh, For the audio side of this, uh, Tim just picked up a plant and put it in front of his face. I don't know if he's sneaking into the meeting or something. Um, uh, uh, We're going to finish up the topic of the week, which is... Uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, we'll do kind of a sum up of the of the things that we talked about this week. Do some open source comedy as always, and then tease what we're going to be talking about next week. All right. So earlier this week, uh, when we started this, we really talked about the definition of imposter syndrome and what it you know kind of this feeling un- of unease, an extended feeling of being a fraud, and how it shows up in IT. A lot of the time, it's talking over people. It's this sort of, I need to be the smartest person in the room. I have to prove that I'm the smartest person in the room that can manifest itself really negatively. Uh, and the impression that you leave on people can be very negative because of that. We did talk then uh, on day two a lot about seeing it in ourselves and how we we all have this imposter syndrome and how to address it. And really it's about working through that thing that you feel like you're an imposter at. And Tim brought up, uh, which I thought was great, is... A lot of the time, if you don't have a little bit of that feeling, that uneasiness, that feeling like you're not really who they expected you to be, you're probably not pushing your boundaries far enough. And um, that that means that a little bit of imposter syndrome might be a good thing. Um, we got into how to identify it with your teams. And when you see it in a team, how you can address it with teams or teammates. And really, I, I think the best advice uh, came from Matt on that day, and he talked about really building your team's confidence in baby steps, but working with people who may not even want to necessarily admit that they have it or recognize that they have it. And not like you got to have a big team meeting about it to address it more like, Hey, um, I want you to speak tomorrow as opposed to me speaking tomorrow. I want you to lead this meeting. I want you to sit at the front of the room. I want you to do, to just do those little things to drive a confidence back into your team. And then if it does manifest itself negatively, addressing it with your teammates saying, hey, you know, that, the, you know, you really overspoke in that meeting. You really talked a lot and and there's a lot of power in being quiet. And uh, I think a lot of people miss that opportunity of just being quiet, listening and really making great points in meetings. And so that was uh, uh, day three. Day four, I think Tim's favorite uh, was um, what are the benefits? And how can we leverage those uh, benefits? And we talked about that uh, yesterday, and that was really about using it to make your work quality better, using it to drive you, using it to to continue down the path, and recognizing that as you move into these other roles, Tim said it wonderfully, I thought, moving into these other roles, you got to pay the tax. You're going to pay a fee for being who you are, for being an overachiever, for for continuing to push and excel. And part of that tax is a little bit of that feeling of imposter syndrome. And then we went into a little bit of, and those people who are not trying to achieve like that might actually try and pull you back down. Uh, there's an old story about like, if you put crab, if you get crabs in a in a, a crab pot 
and the crabs could actually get out if they really wanted to. They would they could crawl up and crawl out. But one if one crab actually crawls up the side and starts making its way out, other crabs will actually grab it and pull it back down into the into the trap. And you end up being that crab that's trying to get out. And at times people try and pull you back down. I do want to talk today then a little bit about how comedy can help across this sort of uh, this topic. And we talked about it every day a little bit here and there, but uh, turn it over to Tim here to talk a little bit about how you're using comedy to combat that imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Thank you, Jerry. One of the areas that I know I need to improve is communication. And that communication trait, that characteristic, so important for my role. I moved to management in the last two years, uh, managed a team of engineers, and it's not so much my knowledge and experience with technology that's going to make me a better manager or leader. That's very important. It should be valued, but it's my abilities to communicate. So crucial. And it's actually what I preach to my guys. Uh, communication, communication, especially in this world we live in, we're all, most of us are remote, right? We're working from home. So how comedy fits into that communication is one is I've always struggled really finding exactly who I want to be and who I want to strive to be. And the other is just generally communication, expressing my thoughts, being, um, being personable, being sociable, right? Getting out of my shell, getting out of being an introvert. Comedy forces you to figure out who you are and how you want to be and your persona. Now that's on a stage, but if you want to connect with people on a stage, you want to connect with your audience in comedy, which you, you should all strive to, especially if you're listening to this show, the assumption is that's what you want to do. You have to be yourself. You got to be genuine, which means you're going to have to communicate, which means you got to work on your communication. So Comedy is definitely just in this short period of time. And, and for those of you who don't know, Jerry obviously has a background in comedy. And Jerry's the one that really uh, afforded this opportunity to me. So kiss on the cheek, Jerry. You're a good man. Uh, but comedy for me now, um, comedy for me right now, I'm falling in love with it for sure. And it is already, I can see the benefits of it, of being a better communicator and expressing myself. Even if, and I'll, I'll end with this, let's say that you're considering in this, you're watching our show and you're like, yeah, this is probably something as an IT guy, I'd like to give it a try. And you don't know where to start, right? What I encourage you to do is one, reach out to us, comment below in the video. Uh, we'll definitely respond probably within the first 24 hours, if not the first 24 seconds. We can definitely help you with that and moving in the right direction. Um, but the other thing is, is don't be afraid to go to a local comedy club, sit in, talk to people, talk to the owner, and, and begin conversation. Even if you don't even know what you're going to talk about, begin conversation because you'd be amazed at how excited and receptive these club owners are, and even the comedians, most of them. And they can give you ideas. They can talk to you about potential opportunities. And then find a way, guys of taking that and bridging that with your own organization. And we're not going to go into great detail now, but at some point, Jerry and I are going to share with you what we have done in the last year and a half, um, leveraging our organization and some of our customers, our service provider customers. And it, it's really helped us catapult 
what we're doing here to the next level. Super exciting. And the the awesome thing about it, guys, we're not doing it just for the glame, the um, fame and the glory. We're doing it because we get to, it's our way of reaching out to everybody and connecting with other IT guys and girls that may have the same struggles that we're having today. Yeah. Thank you, Jim. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would uh, uh, put on top of that the, the, uh, the statement that you made about uh, comedy club owners, you know, getting a chance to talk with a club owner is, is one, it's not, not as hard uh, as you might think, maybe like the big clubs like uh, improv or something along those lines, or if you're over in Hollywood, it's probably different, but in general, the, the club owners, especially, you know, the one, um, the ones here in Phoenix and, and, um, and Tom in particular at Sir Crazy, they want to develop comedians in the community because they know that makes their shows better. And so they really do want to meet people and have people come grow the community. And so, yeah, they're very open to, uh, to those conversations a lot of the time. And then, yeah, in IT, absolutely for us, it's, it has been that uh, that has been an opportunity to to really uh, share a lot of the stuff that we go through, um, and you know, in comedy we can do it in a in a comedic way, so we can maybe say some of those things that we don't really feel like sharing <laughs> directly, uh, but we can do it on stage, and we can uh, and and like you said, I really love the we can be who we really are, uh, or maybe sometimes who we really want to be, and um, then that just circles right back into hey we're able to um you know you feel like less of an imposter when you're just being you right when you're hanging out with your buddies and your friends i don't you, you rarely do you feel like an imposter on stage you can kind of cultivate that same thing and uh, i heard a, a comedian say uh jerry corley said in a in a class i took from him where he said you know people say well i don't know if i'm funny you know i don't know and it's like well when you're with your friends you know are you funny and do they laugh yeah okay well Take that on stage and pretend yeah. to be with your friends and it'll probably turn out relatively okay. Right. Uh, you know, there's a lot more to it, but at least when you're on your first day or your first trying, that's not a bad way to go. And I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting. And then, yeah, yeah, you develop your personal persona and who you want to be on stage and that sort of stuff is a little bit different. But anyways, 100%. all right. Well, we got to cut it. Real we got to cut it. Though. So yeah, go ahead. Real, real quick. I'm sorry. Guys, you'd be amazed if we we have seen that real world in the last six months, that same situation. An IT guy approaches us, never thought to do something like this, didn't think he was funny. And he actually, I think his some of those guys' performances, those same guys, were better than mine on the stage, right? For sure. And I'm okay saying that, right? Sure. But I get if you're scared and nervous or you don't know where to start, whatever it may be reach out to us. We, we have been, and we know guys that have been there. So thank you. Yeah. Including ourselves. Yeah. Including uh, ourselves. So uh, with imposter syndrome closing out, I would say next week, our, our topic will be uh, artificial intelligence. If you, if you think you're an imposter, go on chat GPT and type up something that you don't know anything about. And uh, chat GPT will show you uh, just how little you know how quickly. So we'll talk about AI, all of its, uh, you know, w where we're seeing it, uh, how we see uh, impacting the market, what we can do uh, as uh, people in this industry that I think are going to be one of the, maybe one of the bigger impacted industries, uh, how we're going to leverage it and um, 
you know, and and maybe some of the brighter sides, certainly some of the comedic sides of uh, artificial intelligence. I'm sure there will be at least one artificially intelligent generated joke in there somewhere. So, all right, um, uh, that's it for the show. Thank you very much, Tim, for joining. Uh, and we will talk to everybody next week. Now with a little open source of my own, uh, I would say sort of the final product of everything we talked about over the past couple of weeks, a little bit of open source comedy. So I got to confess, I've been dealing with this thing called imposter syndrome for a little while. And you know, if you don't know what imposter syndrome is, it's that feeling like you're faking it and everyone's going to find out. Essentially, it's the feeling you get when you're writing a resume, but just all the time. Pretty common in IT, but I think I've taken it to a whole new level. Uh, for instance, those aren't my kids. They look a little bit like me. But have you seen my face? I'm like the default for human faces. Every store I'm in, somebody will walk up and say, hey, do you work here? It's like, you remember the balloon paper mache project you did in like third grade, where you filled up the balloon and then you put the white pasty paper mache on it, you smoothed it all out, and then when it was dry, you just drew a face on it? Well, I was like an angel's first project doing that, and God looked at it and was like, yeah, okay, call it Jerry. And my kids, sorry, uh, these kids, the boys are handsome, the girl's beautiful, and they have hand-eye coordination. It doesn't add up. I had all my kids pretty close together, too. So by the time the first one got into playing sports, it was too late to return any of them. At first, I thought maybe there was just a mix-up at the hospital, like with the one older kid. And maybe uh, I would have bought that and be like, okay, let's go find his parents and we'll swap. And like, here's your kid. He can play sports. I would like my kid that knows the Klingon alphabet. But there's no way they could have mixed up all four. Imagine real parents at a soccer game. They're watching their kids and they're super proud going, Wow, Seth, you're doing great. And meanwhile, every time one of my kids scores a goal, I'm yelling, this is a lie. Who do you think you are? Son, come here. Come here. Listen to me. Do you see that kid over there that's like doing interpretive dance on the field and then he just stares at trees? Yeah, I know. He's supposed to be their goalie, but he isn't even watching the game. Yeah, that kid. After the game, I want you to go find his parents. Those are your parents. Let them know we want our kid back. But maybe this is just wishful thinking because my kids are all a little bit older now and I'm kind of hoping they're not mine because not a single one of them can configure a router or knows hexadecimal. The other day, wife and I were leaving for a couple of days. Kids are over at the house. So we, as we were leaving, I said, hey, kids, wave like if you were Vulcans. And they all looked at me and were like, uh, 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 and they waved with both hands and not in the Vulcan symbol. I was like, you are not my children. It's 2023. I don't identify as your father. So I'm in therapy. All right. That's the end of the meeting for today. Thank you so much for sharing your time with us. We don't take it for granted. We never will. If you heard something funny today, great. 
If you've got something funny you'd like to share, please reach out to us at itmisfits.com or any of the social media that we're on, Facebook, Tinder, whatever. Ultimately, please share something funny with somebody else in IT today. Our jobs are hard, they're complex, they can be really frustrating. If you share something funny with somebody, you're gonna make their day a little bit brighter, but you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Have a great day.